0: Series, um, which I've entitled the Bible Creation Account, and it's really an account of on well, a series that we want to examine uh, the history and the origins of the universe, of the life itself, and of the creation of man. Um, and the reason being is that times have changed. Basically, um, in days gone by, it was. Um, This particular subject wasn't very important theologically speaking because there was limited knowledge in the earth. And so it was um, quite possible for Bible teachers around the world uh, to teach the church that um, God had created the earth and everything in it and the universe and mankind over a period of six days literally, and that that occurred roughly 6,000 years ago. And because there was no scientific evidence um, that could refute that um, viewpoint um, it was quite legitimate to teach that. It. it wasn't uh, important for um, the church the, um, the saints to know any differently however things have changed and there is a lot more scientific evidence that is coming to the fore every single day basically Uh, that very clearly refutes the um, erroneous teaching that the Earth was created 6,000 years ago everything, the universe and the Earth was created 6,000 years ago over a a literal period of six days and so because there is this uh, scientific evidence that has come to the fore which clearly refutes that um, teaching It's very important for the church to readdress that teaching and to have a look at what scripture actually does teach on the subject. And so that's really what this series is all about. We're going to examine what the Bible actually does teach about the creation of the universe, the earth, and including mankind. And thus be able to reconcile that to what is scientifically uh, proven today and be able to um, reconcile the two uh, viewpoints, so to speak. And so a scripture that I want to open up with today, because firstly what we do need to do is we do need to correct the error that has been um, taught to the church over the past. Look, there's a lot of correct teaching that is taught to the church today regarding the creation of uh, God's creation of the universe, uh, mankind, etc., um, but nevertheless, there's also a lot of distorted teaching that is out there. There's also a lot of scientific facts, so to speak, that is presented, which is in fact um, dis- demonstrably uh, erroneous. And unless the, the church is taught correctly along the subject, she can become vulnerable to you know, being taught, well, this is in fact um, the truth when in fact it's not. And so it's important for us to be able to discern biblically speaking what is in fact uh, truth and what is in fact error. And so a scripture we want to open with today is in Daniel chapter 12 verse 4. The, uh, this is the angel Gabriel speaking to Daniel at the end of one of his, at the, really the last vision given to him by the Lord. And this is the comment made by Gabriel. He says, but you Daniel shut up the words and seal the book until the time of the end many shall run to and fro and knowledge shall increase and so we see that the uh, angel Gabriel makes two uh, predictions about the future in this very short uh, passage he says that many shall run to and fro and knowledge shall increase well but that 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 prediction made by Gabriel was made roughly about 2600 years ago And both those predictions have since come to pass. And so with regards to the first one that he talks about, many shall run to and fro. If we equate that to worldwide travel in the earth today, we see that that is in fact the case. Because back in uh, Daniel's day, not many were running to and fro throughout the earth. And even uh, as far back as 1950, um, the, world, the nation's World Tourism Organization had done a survey and they had worked out that roughly 25 million tourist arrivals occurred in the year of 1950. That means that 25 million people traveled around the earth in that particular year. Bringing that over up to today's numbers, 68 years later, that number has now increased to 1.4 billion uh, tourist destinations that have occurred in just the, the last year. And so we see that that's a 56-fold uh, increase over that 68-year period. And so very clearly, clearly um, travel in the earth today is increasing exponentially. And so what Gabriel said, many shall run to and fro. It's not talking about uh, in panic, it's just talking about the fact that people are going to be global travelers throughout the earth, and that has come to fruition. We're seeing more and more people are uh, traveling throughout the earth. The globe is becoming smaller from that point of view. It be, it's become that much easier for people to be able to travel around the earth. The other point that um, Gabriel made in that comment in that um, discourse that he had with Daniel, is that he said knowledge shall increase now that too has come to pass uh, over the ages until the the year 1900 um, no, human knowledge in the earth was doubling roughly every century every 100 years there would be a doubling of the, the cumulative human knowledge in the earth that number um, Went to, when we got to the, uh, World War II, which was in 1939 to 45, it was estimated that world knowledge doubled every 25 years. So it dropped from 100 years to every 25 years. And um, today, the average human knowledge is doubling every 13 months. So nearly every year, we're having a doubling of the human knowledge in the Earth. IBM has predicted that because of the Internet, that in the not too distant future, there will be a doubling of human knowledge in the Earth every 12 hours. And so very clearly what uh, Gabriel had said is that knowledge would increase in the Earth is really coming to pass. We we can see that happening right before our eyes. Um, Doubling every 100 years. Uh, over a century ago just um, at the at the turn of the last century doubling every 25 years during the world world from world war ii doubling every year roughly at this present point in time and going into the future doubling every uh, 12 hours and so we see very clearly that because of this increased knowledge in the earth It is no longer possible for Bible uh, teachers to teach the church the earth existed uh, uh, 6,000 years ago and God created over six days, six literal 24-hour periods. Well, we can see very clearly because of the increase of scientific knowledge in the earth today that that viewpoint can be clearly refuted. And so what happens is, if the church continues to uh, proclaim that viewpoint um, what happens is it it does a disservice to the church because there is demonstrable scientific evidence out there that refutes that. And so people look at that and they say, well, then the Bible can't be true because if that's what the Bible teaches, we know this to be the truth. And so that is in fact false. And so a a disservice gets done to the church for Bible teachers to try and continue to teach that which has been taught over the past uh, couple of millennia we need to reevaluate what scripture actually does teach on the subject. And what we will see is that the scripture is very um, compatible with what scientific evidence is in fact showing to uh, in the earth today. And so, as I say, it's a disservice to um, the church, to young people in particular, because they're the ones that get exposed to these scientific evidences that are out there, thus disputing um, a biblical creation account. But the biblical creation account, the true biblical creation account, as we will see in the series, is in fact very reconcilable to what science has discovered thus far. And so it's important for us to be able to teach this truth biblically because, as I say, there's a lot of scientific uh, fact that is produced and is portrayed out there which is in fact demonstrably false and and so unless the christian is taught biblically along this line they don't know from a sign what it what science is is saying what is true and what is false because they have this dichotomy they have this problem that you know the bible teaches six thousand years ago and six days of creation science says something different so which is correct. And within whatever is said in science, what is correct there as well. And so we need to understand uh, what the Bible actually does teach on the subject. It's become that much more important for us. Now, um, this particular series is designed for believers. It's not designed for the world, obviously. And the reason I say that is because as believers, we understand far more actually than what even science scientists natural scientists can understand in the earth today because <clears throat> as believers we we acknowledge both the spirit realm and the natural realm and we acknowledge that the spirit realm in fact created the natural realm uh, scientists on the other hand are at a complete disadvantage in this area because they only recognize the natural realm. They do not acknowledge a spiritual realm. And so because they don't acknowledge a spiritual realm and they do not acknowledge a creator, they are at a disadvantage. Whereas believers, Christians are at at an advantage in this area because we acknowledge both the spirit realm and the natural realm, and we acknowledge God as the creator of both realms. And so what we see, and what even scientists see in the Earth, is there are natural laws which God has put in place. And so the scientists can uh, observe those laws, understand them, but what, where they hit a, a, a stumbling block is they're not able to understand how those laws came into existence. Whereas believers, we can understand how the laws that God has put in place in the natural realm, in fact, came into existence. And so we can understand both. We can understand how those laws came about. We can understand how those laws operate as scientists do through um, scientific observation. And so we can understand both sides of the coin, whereas uh, scientists are pretty much limited in their field of study because they're limited to the natural realm entirely. Now, there is another stumbling block that occurs in the the scientific realm because as we will go through the series, we will see that time and time again in the physical realm, physical materials seemingly out of nowhere appear on the scene. And scientists are at a, uh, a loss in trying to explain how that happens. And so the way that they overcome it is they come up with um, fanciful imaginative theories to try and explain that which is unexplainable in the natural and the reason they do this because they've got this problem because they they do not acknowledge a, a creator they do not acknowledge God as being a creator his existence they do not acknowledge a spiritual realm and so they're forced to try and come up with these um, imaginative theories to try and explain aspects of physical creation that are unexplainable. Like, where did the universe actually just come from? And so they come up with imaginative imaginative theories like multi-universes with regards to the creation of man, with regards to the creation of living creatures in the earth. They come up with a theory called evolution. We'll have a look at that theory in this series and see how demonstrably false that theory actually is. But nevertheless, mankind comes up with all these uh, fanciful theories because if they don't, they're forced to acknowledge something else. And that something else is... Uh, creator which they will not do and so they will try and come up with alternative theories Um, and so we know that God creates out of nothing the physical from that which cannot be seen that's why in Romans the Bible teaches us that God calls those things that do not exist as though they did and so out of nothing God creates the physical and so that is a, a, a huge stumbling block to the scientific world in the natural, because that's, they can explain, as I say, the laws of God that He has put in place, um, because they can observe them, and they can, um, they're very good at doing that. But how those laws came about, they can't explain. And how physical um, items came into existence, again, they cannot explain. They have to come up with um, very imaginative, theories, and that's all it is, are theories, in order to try and explain that which I say in the natural is unexplainable. Now, one of the other things we will see in this series is the mechanism that God uses in order to um, move his creation from one point to the next. And the mechanism that God uses, we pick up in this passage of Scripture, which is in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 8 and 9. Um, The scripture says to me, who am less than the least of all the saints, this grace was given that I should preach among the Gentiles, the unsearchable riches of Christ and to make all see what is the fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning of the ages has been hidden in God, who created all things through Jesus Christ. And so we see that one of the mechanisms that the Lord uses in order to bring about life, uh, in creation, is that He uses this mechanism called ages, and so what God does is He decides when an age begins and when an age ends, and what will transpire in during that that age, and then moves on to the next age. And so this passage of Scripture talks about the beginning of ages, plural, and so what we w- w- see in Scripture very clearly. Is that there have been many ages that have come and gone uh, up until this particular age in which we live and so what we want to look at is from the beginning of time from well from the beginning should we say up until this present age what ages have transpired and what has transpired in each one of those ages? When did those ages, each age begin? When did each age close? And what transpired in each one of those ages? Now, going forward, there are going to be numerous ages as well. We pick it up in Ephesians 2, 7. The Bible talks about the fact very clearly that there are future ages, plural, to come. And so that is the mechanism that God uses. One of them, should I say.